This man is a dynamic preacher of the Word of God. He is a very, very good friend of mine. He has been with us in this church since day one, since prior to day one. He was part of the original launch team of this church, and he's been by my side since that day. And, um, and we've been through some things. We've been through some journeys over the last almost five years. September will be five years. And so we've been through some things during his journey, and he has been with me side by side, encouraging and, 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 and such a great help. And it's my honor to have him preach the word in this place. So if you'll help me welcome my good friend, Nate Terry, as he comes and preaches the gospel this morning. You're no doubt going to experience a powerful word. And really quick before I walk away, that little, that little scream you just heard came from another one who is a part of the launch team of this church, my good friend Stephanie, who visits from time to time when she's back in town. Uh, she's since moved to Chicago, but she was part of the original launch team of this church as well. So it's so good to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. So see, see how that worked? Remember, I, remember what I preached last week about bringing... Who, you never know the person in the seat next to you being empty. She's the one who brought him, hounded him, hounded him. Yes, she did. Don't even get it twisted. She did. I know her well enough. She hounded him. And she then brought, because she was actually the, one of our first parts of our launch team, and she hounded Nate regularly to get, you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. And then finally he comes, and he ain't left. And we love it that way. So Nate. Thank you for being here this morning, brother. Go ahead and preach a word. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I'm going to try to preach this morning. Amen. Amen. I had to pour out a little bit early. I wasn't expecting that. But thank God. Thank God for a team. You know, it's a, it's a powerful thing when a church of our size uh, of our magnitude, and we're not really that big or that large of a church, but we're going overseas. That's powerful. I hope we understand that, that God is really doing something in Relevant Faith Church, and that's such a blessing. Uh, before I get started, I want to just thank God for the, uh, the leadership here at the house, uh, Mike and Alicia. Uh, I like to always say I'm the better-looking one of the preachers. <laughs> uh, but I just thank God for that. I thank God for Mike's sense of humor because he definitely has a great sense of humor. I thank God for him being my pastor, my leader, and my overseer. It's such a blessing when you got a covering, someone that you can call and talk to, even if you're going through something. You know, you don't have to be ashamed. I can call and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And uh, I just thank God for that. I thank God for Alicia, her sweet spirit. Thank God for her. Uh, she uh, called me sometimes or text me or inbox me, too. Uh, so thank God for that. Uh, I just thank God for all of you here at Relevant Faith Church, the family. Thank God for all of you. It's such a blessing to be here this morning. Uh, I want to thank God for my friends that came, my children, my son, uh, Danette, the beautiful Mrs. Smith is here all the way from Wisconsin. Thank God for her. Um, I just want to thank God. I'm going to ask that you would pray with me before we go into the word. Uh, thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word on this morning, oh God. God, there is none like you. You're in a class all by yourself. Father, I just thank you for being God. I thank you for being our deliverer, our savior, our keeper. Oh God, your word, oh God. 
And we just thank you, O God, for being a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord God, as we come together to receive your engrafted word that's able to save our souls. God, speak to our hearts that our souls might live, oh God, and we'll be careful to give you the honor and the praise and the glory. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. 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 I want to invite your attention to something in the Bible, a couple of different scriptures. Uh, and then we'll talk to you about what we're going to be talking about this morning. But what we're going to be reading in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. How many of you remember the last message I talked about the word of God? Everybody remember that? It's important to know the word of God or study the word of God and to observe the word of God and make it become a part of your life. But in the word of God, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1 and verse 5, I'll read it in your hearing. It says this. It says, before I form you in the belly, I knew you. Mm. Before, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before thou canst, camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet into the nations. So this verse talks about God and he ordained you before you were in the belly, before you were in the womb. This is God talking about what he did before you ever even showed up. He knew you. All right. In the book of Isaiah, the latter part I'm talking about in, in uh, Isaiah 43, in verses 10 through 12, here's what it says. You are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved. I have shown. There was no strange God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I, am God. Oh, I hope I can preach this. I want to talk to you this morning about this. I am God and you are my witness. I am God and you are my witness. I was thinking about uh, the message last week when Pastor Mike was talking and he was talking about being a witness. And in, in the New Testament, the witness was referring to you being a martyr or you're sacrificing your life for being a believer. You were sacrificing your life. That's what a witness is. But here in the Old Covenant, I want to read something. I printed it out because I really wanted you to get the, the gist of this. 
and what it means to be a witness. It says this, a witness is someone that has a testimony of the evidence of the things of God. A witness is someone that has a testimony of the evidence of the things of God. A recorder, specifically a recorder, someone that has recorded the things that God has done. So God said, I am God and you are my witness. God has, when it comes to creation, a beginning. When it comes to creation. But God himself has no beginning. God himself has no ending. Right? But we are the witnesses that God exists. We are the witnesses that he exists. The thing I love about the scripture here is that he said, before I formed you, I knew you. So before my own mother had me, he knew me. Before my own mother knew my name, he already knew my name. I'm talking about before, because in the foreknowledge of God, God knows all things. God knows all things. Can you imagine when I was just a little bitty thing about that small or even before that, God was already watching me being formed. Are you listening to me? When I was just a little bitty thing with a little webbed hands, he was watching me and he was forming me inside of my mother. Are you listening to me? So he is God. So I'm the very witness that he is. I'm the very witness that he exists. And the funny thing is, is that as I grew up, I didn't believe in the one that formed me. That's crazy. I didn't even believe in the very one that knew me before I was in my mother's womb. Before he put me in my father. Before he put me in my mother, he was God. Before that, he already knew me. He already sanctified me. I want to talk to you about something because I want you to understand that when it comes to God, that all of us that are here, and we're here for a purpose, we're here for a reason, we were brought into the earth for a purpose. No one is here just by happen chance. You know, that's why you couldn't have been a stillborn. You couldn't have been born dead because God had a plan. God had a purpose for your life. That's why you're here. That's why you came through that conduit called your mother. Because God had a plan for your life. Uh-huh. You were set apart by God. You was already ordained by God before the foundation of the world. God had already spoke your name. He had already declared the end from the beginning. God already knew what your name would be. God already knew what you would go through. The thing is, when we go through something, we're crying to get out of the situation. But God actually wants us to go through it. 
so we can give him the glory because we're his witnesses. We're his witnesses that he's the deliverer. Because when you're going through something and God brings you out of that thing, you'll be the one that says, oh, no, he's the deliverer. He can deliver to the utmost. He can set you free because you've already experienced it. That's why when I go to jail, when I go to prison, I can tell them about a God that can save anybody because I've already been to prison. I've already experienced what they're experiencing right now. And I'm his witness. I'm the one that's declaring the thing that God has already done. Already done. And I'm telling them I'm no better than you. What God done for me, he will do it for you too. That's the God that we're serving. Now, I told you that this message was I am God. So who am I talking about? Who is God? Where did he come from? If he has no beginning and no end, how did he show up? Who made God? Huh? Who named him God? Huh? Well, let me declare to you today. He has no beginning and he has no end. And no one named him. He gave himself a name. He's God. He can do anything that he wants to do and never cease to be who he is. He's still God. He's the God of our salvation. The Bible said that there's no other savior but him. If anybody else declares that they're a savior, they're lying. Because he said there is no one else beside him. But he's God all by himself. He's God. A lot of times I hear people talk about that they're serving God and there's so many different gods. The Bible said there be gods little. I mean, there be gods many and there be lords many. But the Bible lets us know, but there's this one God. He's the father of all, in us all, and through us all. He's God all by himself. And the reason that we know that he's God is because someone else told us about him. There was a witness that told us about God. There was someone that had a testimony about the evidence of the things that God had done. Are you listening to me? Someone told you about God. Now, for about a hundred times, I rejected it because I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, where you been all my life? I've been stabbed. I've been shot. I've been beat down like a dog. I've been to prison. I grew up poor. Ain't no God. That's what I said. That's what I said. But I declare to you today that there was a testimony of some evidence of some things about him that drew me to him. See, sometimes God has to draw us the way that we need to be drawn because everybody ain't going to be drawn the same way. But I tell you this. God told me one time in my life, he said this, he said, Nate, he didn't call me Nate, he said Nathaniel, you are forbidden to act like anyone else. Are you hearing me? You are forbidden to try to be anyone else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you listening to me? Come here, let me use you. I got to do this. Come on up here, brother. You too. Come on. 
Y'all know I do this. Stand right here so everybody can see you. Right here. Stand right there. Come on, Ashley. I need you. You know I always use you. Come on. Because I want you to get the big picture. Are you listening to me? You're going on up there. But what God was showing me is that when he saves us or when he brings us into the earth before he even saves us, no one, no one could ever be Ashley. Are you listening to me? No one ever could be you. No one could take your place. Are you hearing me? No one could ever be you, Tyrone. No one, no one in this world has these fingerprints but you. Are you listening to me? No one. No one. Are you listening to me? Because before you were ever even born, he knew you. Uh, no one could do the thing that you are called to do by God. No one. No one. Because he's God. You're his witness and no one else could be that witness but you. Because he called you. He brought you forth here to do what you do. Are you listening to me? He brought you forth here to do what you do. No one else could do your job. He brought you forth to do it. Are you hearing me? No one else can do what you're called to do. Only you can do it. And the only one can stop you is you. Are you listening to me? Thank you. Thank you. We need to understand that God is the one that sanctifies us. That means to set us apart. We're set apart for the master's use. We're set apart to do his work. No one else, no one, hmm, no one else can take your place. When I said that, because God puts his mark on you. He put his mark on you even when you're not saved. Are you hearing me? Even when you're not saved, he's already got his mark on you. Why you think you didn't fit in? Huh? Why you think you didn't fit in? You didn't fit in because he put his mark on you. You didn't die because he already had a plan for you. Are you listening to me? That's why you're still here. There's been many that has come and has gone, but you're still here. God put his mark on you. Even before you were born, he already had a plan. He wanted you to run to him, run to him, even before the foundation of the world, because he's God and you're his witness. You're his witness to the things that he's done. You're his witness to the things that he's done. If a person really don't believe in God, or really saying that God doesn't exist. They just haven't come to the knowledge of who he is. It doesn't take anything away from him. Not one thing. Because he's still God. God loves us so much. That he sends his word. Wherever we are. To save us. Wherever we are in life. He'll send his word to save us. Because he's God. He's such a loving God. And I tell you, he's the best thing 
that ever happened to you. He's the best thing that ever would or ever could happen to you because he's God. Are you listening to me? God wants us to know this morning that he is God. God wants us to know that the Bible says this. It says that he numbers, numbers now, every hair that's on your head. Now, I ain't got much. Now, Maya, you probably got about seven billion. But if one of them fall off, he know it. Are you hearing me? Just one. Because he's numbered them. Not that he count them. He numbered them. Are you listening to me? So number mean that he knows this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. He knows. He numbered them. So this is number one. This is number two. This is number three. This is number four. He numbered them. And he's numbered every one that's on your head. Are you listening to me? Because we are his witnesses that he's God. I often tell people that if you saved, you ought to be glad you saved. See, if you're really saved and you've really been delivered, you ought to be glad about it. You oughtn't be sad if oughtn't is a word. I said you oughtn't be. You oughtn't be sad if you're saved. Are you listening to me? But you ought to be glad about it, that God has saved you, that God has delivered you, and God has set you free. There's a lot of people that haven't come to a saving knowledge of who he is yet. Hmm? And sometimes, because there's no witness, no one has declared. Someone is bound by sin, and we walk right past them. How you doing? Are you hearing me? That's the truth. I do it myself sometimes. That's the truth. But we got to get to a place where it's serious. When Pastor Mike was preaching last week and he was talking about that Jesus is concerned about the seats, that really pounded me. That really pounded me. So this week I invited several people, not just one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because God is concerned about the seats. God wants us to tell people about him. We're his witness. We're the one that tell others about the goodness of God. Yes, that's what we do. That's our assignment. That's our job. And whatever capacity it may be, maybe you'll never go to prison and tell any. Maybe you're just scared to go to jail, right? I know. But I'm not. So God will pick out what he wants to do what he needs done. Are you hearing me? Some people are just on the job, prayer, they're right there. Everybody ain't right there. Are you hearing me? God knows where we need to be and what we need to do. Everybody is not a pastor, and everybody shouldn't try to be the pastor. That's Mike's job. Are you listening to me? God wants us to be his witness. That's what he called us to, to tell others about him. Especially how good he's been to us. Because he's really been good to us. I mean, really been good. 
You didn't die a stillborn death, but you're here. And how many years you've been here? I often ask men in jail how old they are. I say, how old are you? And they tell me, I'm 45. I say, so you've been in the earth 45 years. What have you done in the 45 years that you've been in this earth? Well, I've done a lot. Okay. Well, what you going to do with the rest of it? Because he has allowed you 45 years. What you going to do with the other that he allows you in the earth? Are you going to serve him? Are you going to tell others about him? Because he's a good God. He's a real good God. I don't even know if I could use words to describe how good he is. But he's a loving, magnificent, splendiferous, supportive, protective, awesome God. He's good to us. He's good to us. You know, I just lost about 35, 40 pounds. And, uh, but he loved me when I was still fat. <laughs> He's a good God. See, God don't care about us being fat. He, he loves us still, don't he? He don't say, you fat, I can't do nothing with you. He lets you go on and run. And, you know, you get tired, you run about this far. Oh, that's enough. And he still loves us regardless. He loves who we are. You know, he loves us for who we are, you know, because he's God. We're his witnesses, people of God. That's who we are. We belong to him. He loves us and he wants us to witness to others specifically of the things that he's done. You know, the way in the old covenant that the people found out about God because the children of Israel, they had heard what they God had done. So somebody had to open their mouth. Are you hearing me? And then when they opened their mouth, God would perform miracles on their behalf. And if you open your mouth, God will perform miracles on your behalf. And that's the truth. God wants us to serve him in an extreme capacity. Oh, yes. He's an awesome God. How many of you love him this morning? Amen. Before I conclude, God loved us when we were an outcast. I thought about all the evil and the wicked things I've done. And he could have let me die in my sin, but he didn't. There was many around me that were dying in their sin. And I didn't even know I had a sin problem. But he didn't let me die. He kept me here. And I deserve death. I deserve death. But he's such a loving God. He gives us life instead of death. Even when we didn't deserve life. That's a loving God. That's a loving God. I'm a witness of that. So I have to tell somebody how good he is. I got to share that with somebody.
because I was bound. I mean, I really was bound. Really. I was really held captive by sin and degradation. But in spite of that, he's still God. He's still my keeper, my deliverer, my savior. And catch this real good. Even when I mess up, he don't cut me off. You know? He don't cut me off from the vine because I messed up. He just pruned me, y'all. And sometimes that pruning hurts. But he's loving me. The Bible said he, them that he love, he chastens. That means give you a good whooping in case you ain't know what that meant. You know, my mama used to beat me. I mean, real good, too. Real good. That didn't stop me, though. I was still bad. But God ain't like that. He beat me a little bit, but then he loved on me, too, and then brought me into the fold. That's a loving God. That's a loving God. God loves you today, people of God. He is God, and you are his witness. So as long as you live, remember that. You are God's witness. You belong to him. Yes, you do. You belong to him. He set you apart and he ordained you. Sometimes we go to get ordained by men. But I tell you this. If God don't ordain you and a man ordains you, that means nothing. God is the one that ordains you. It's not the man, but it's God. Because he is God. And we are the witness of God. God bless you.